Hey friend, welcome back. Today I'm going to be talking to you about whether you should sing a more familiar song for your audition or whether you should choose a lesser known song for your audition. And this issue comes up a lot when I'm working with singers and they're trying to select their repertoire. There's this like concern that if you do something that's too common, that you're not going to be memorable, um, that they're going to compare you to other performers, especially like Broadway performers that have done iconic recordings of these songs. Um, And then there's also the concern that somebody else at the audition might have the same song as you, which just is like a terrifying thought for a lot of people. Um, So I thought, let's address this. I have a lot of thoughts about it. I think there's benefits and downsides to both. There's a benefit to doing a familiar song or also to doing a lesser known song. So that's what we're going to get into today. And hopefully by the end, you will have a little bit more um, information at your disposal to help you make those decisions too. All right, let's get into it. Welcome to Studying the Song, a podcast to help musical theater actors figure out what to sing and how to sing it so that you shine in your audition, one-woman show, or leading role. My friends, talent and passion are only the beginning. I believe there is freedom in preparation. I believe that when you put in the work, practice the skills, and do the research, something amazing happens. You become so prepared in your craft that you become unstoppable. In this podcast, I want to give you the tools and skills to create a powerful audition book that showcases your artistry and actually gets you work. I want you to feel totally at home reading the musical score of a show, and I want to help you define your unique artistic voice. Consider me your own personal vocal coach in your earbuds, cheering you on and bringing you the reality checks you need along the way. I'm Corey Yamaoka, and I'm so excited to be walking this journey with you. Let's dive in. All right, so what kind of a song should you choose for your audition? Should you sing something that's more familiar and classic and well-known? Or should you find a lesser known gem, a unique song that's going to intrigue the creative team? Um, How do we make that decision? So I want to do pros and cons, a comparison of both of these two choices that you could make. And at the end of the episode, hopefully you'll like have you'll be better equipped to look at your songs and weigh the pros and cons of each one and and make a decision or if you're a teacher to help your students make a decision about what they're going to sing. So let's start with the familiar classic song. Um, and let's start by looking at the downsides. Cause I think this is probably the most, uh, common list of concerns that I hear. So downsides of choosing a familiar song or so you think the downsides are, um, that it gets heard a lot. Number one, this song gets heard a lot and the auditors are just going to forget you or they're going to tune out during your performance because they're sick of hearing the song. And and you're worried, how am I going to stand out? And how am I going to be remembered? Well, I'm not going to combat every one of these downsides as we go along because that will be on the, on the benefits list. But I just want you to know that it's not about just what songs are being sung. It's about how you're singing them. So remember that. Number two, downside of a familiar, choosing a familiar song. Someone else might do your song at the same audition and they may do it better. Like, isn't that just the worst? You think the person going in right before you, they have the same song as you. You're standing outside, you're listening to them. You're like, oh man, they sound so good. How am I ever going to compare? And you start going down like the dark 
spiral in your mind about how you should just not be doing this and why did you choose the song and you knew this was a terrible choice and blah, 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 blah. Um, Again, I will just say, remember, it's not just about how many times they hear the song. It's about how they hear you singing the song. It's about your interpretation. But that is definitely a possibility. If you pick a really popular song, um, then someone else might do it. They might do it. Okay. Number three, downside of doing a familiar song. You're worried that they're going to compare you not only to possibly other people in that audition, but to the iconic performances that they've heard, right? The Broadway cast recordings of, uh, of those songs, the, the, you know, the Adina Menzel version or the Barbara Cook version or whatever it is. And they've heard a lot of different versions of it, and they're going to have their preferences about choices that people have made during the song. They're going to have their preferences of how people navigate different parts of the song. And you're going to be coming up against a lot of bias in their mind. Yes, that is true. Um, I would also be aware of what context you're auditioning for. If you're auditioning for college, for instance, then you know, those people know that you're coming in and you're going to be growing and you're going to be getting trained with them. So there's a lot more leeway in your song choice going into college, I feel. Um, If you're coming into, you know, a professional audition, then you want to really have thought through your choice, um, make sure that it fits the show, all of that kind of stuff. Um, And I think professionally, people might have versions that they're that they're used to hearing or that they prefer. But again, it's about watching what you do with the song and seeing how you're acting and singing and all of that. Um, give the people behind the table more credit, right? Like they're visionaries, they're creatives, they're the ones that are bringing something to life and guiding it. And so they, um, they're they open. They're open-minded people that are trying to make the best thing possible in their show happen. They're trying to get the best person possible and the best team assembled that's going to work together and sound good together. So just know that it's not make or break what your song choice is, and it's not make or break whether they've heard it before or that someone else sings it or that you know there's a, a famous version of it. Okay. So I think those are like the three common downsides of picking a familiar song. But I want to give you the list of benefits for singing a familiar song. And there are so many benefits. Now, I'll, you know, I won't do any like provisos. So let me just get into that. <laughs> Benefit number one. This is so important to remember. They will already know the context of the story and the character arc. And with all of that already in their mind, they're going to be able to better assess whether you're making acting choices that are appropriate. If you're doing them well, they're going to know if you land your objective, all of that, they're going to be able to like really look at your choices and say like, ah, oh, I get why they did that. I get what, get why he chose to do this in that way. And that really helps communicate the story and what the character is going through in this song. So knowing the context of the the plot and the arc of the character is a huge thing. Number two benefit is that they're also going to know the song itself. They're going to know what the lyrics are. So they're not going to be just like struggling to understand what's happening in the song, right? They're already going to know the melody. So they're going to be expecting the ups and downs of the melody. They're going to know what your... um, 
what the form of the song is, right? This happens and this happens and then that happens. So instead of focusing on what's happening in the song, they're really listening to how you interpret the song. And I think this is one of the biggest benefits of choosing a more familiar song. Not that you have to do like a hugely whatever you consider overdone song. And I'm not even going to say what that could possibly be because it is always changing in the landscape of audition rooms. Okay. Songs get overdone for a few years and then they go to the back of the list and then they don't get done for 10 more years. And in those 10 years, you could be like the one person that has it. Anywho. Um, so they know the song, they know what to expect, and they're not sitting there deciphering the song and the character and then how you're performing and what your choices are. The number three benefit of choosing a familiar song, they, they know the difficulties and the challenges that you're going to face vocally in the song. They know what the high notes are, um, what the difficult passages are. Um, and, and they're going to be able to appreciate even more how you navigate through them. So if I know like, oh, that song has a, a, a D at the end that needs to be belted or, you know, mix a, a strong power mix. I know as I'm listening to it, if I'm not at the piano, I'm like, oh, let's see if they get the D. And then when you do, I'm like, great to know they've got a really powerful D. Okay. That can also work against you, and that will be in the, the when we do the pros and cons of choosing a less familiar song. Um, but I think it's it's a positive because they're appreciating your skill. They can see that you have practiced, that you've worked through it, that you um, your voice has, uh, yeah, that you you've practiced your skills enough to be able to navigate those areas with ease. Hopefully, hopefully you're navigating them with ease if you're bringing them into your audition. Okay. The number four benefit of choosing a familiar song is that you can show your smarts. You can do that with a lesser known song, but here's how you do it with the familiar song. You're showing that you understand the role that you're auditioning for and the score of the show you're auditioning for. And then you choose a song that is similar in style, that shares a similar objective for the character. You know the musical theater canon well enough that you can find another well-known song that sort of functions in the same way and, and is popular and is classic and is known to the accompanist and all of that, right? I'm always looking at somebody's choice and and wondering what does this tell me about what they know about musical theater because that's going to influence what they know about performing in a certain style, whether they know the background of the show that they're auditioning for and how they see it in the larger context of the musical theater canon. I think that's important. Um, I would be interested to hear other music directors and directors' opinion on that as well. Um, if you have one, send me an email. You can send me an email at hello, hello, what is it? Hello at coryyamaoka.com. That's it. Hello at coryyamaoka.com. So you can show them your smarts and how you understand um, other songs that are similar to the ones that your character would sing it that you're auditioning for. Um, and then I have one more benefit of choosing these more classic songs. The classic songs are classic for a reason. It's because they're good. They've gone through lots of revisions in order to get 
into the final version of a Broadway show or even an off-Broadway show. There's a lot of cutting. There's a lot of rewriting. There's a lot of finessing and fine-tuning so that it really is showing that character arc, that it really is um, telling the story in just the right way. And you don't want to know like the songs at the beginning of the process of writing a show. They're so not the ones that we know and love by the time that the whole creation process is done with. And these songs have gone through that process and they've been probably revived. If we're really talking classic songs, these shows have been revived because they connect to audiences, because the journeys that the characters are going on are touching people's hearts. And those are all things that are great to have in a song. Those are all really, really strong positives. Okay. So keep that in mind, Um, not saying that everybody has to go in and sing If I Loved You, but it's a heck of a good song. Like, don't count it out just because it has been historically popular and well done. That's like, oh, I'm not going to eat the best tasting food because everybody eats the best tasting food. I'm going to go get this, I don't eat hamburgers, but like this hamburger from uh, an, an unknown place because other people don't eat this one. Yeah, but why are you not eating the one that's the best one? Right? Okay. I don't know why I picked hamburgers. If you guys don't know, I am (laughs) plant-based, vegan. I do not eat meat, uh, but that was just the first comparison that came to mind. Okay. Let's, let's switch gears and talk about lesser known songs, esoteric songs. Um, these can be fun. And here's why I think singers like to do this. And I like, them for all these reasons as well. The number one benefit I think that people are going for is that it's something new to the listener, right? It's going to intrigue them. It's going to make them sit up and be like, oh, I haven't heard this. What is this song? Who is this person? Why are they brought this thing that I've never heard? And you're going to catch their ear, their interest, and you're going to be remembered. That's what you think right? That's the goal with that kind of a song. I will say quickly that you doing a familiar song can also help you be remembered and that you can say like, oh, that's the one that's saying, if I loved you. Oh, that's the one that's saying, she loves me from she loves me. I don't know why both those songs with love came to my mind, but there it is. So the familiar one can help you be remembered because it's easily accessible in their mind and be like, oh, the one that did blah, blah, blah. But in this one, it's like, oh, who did that amazing song that was so cool that I've never heard of, right? That's how you're wanting to be remembered. Okay, number two benefit of singing a lesser known song. Now, in the other version, in the popular version, this was a a minus, but here it's the benefit. They won't know the context of the show or character. Okay, I'm saying that's a, a positive. They don't know the context of the show or the character And so what you'll have is way more flexibility with your interpretation. They're not going to have a set of expectations about what you're doing, right? So you can put it in a totally different context. You could, you know, be a guy singing a girl song, vice versa, Um, you know, gender switch and swap with much less um, 
complaint on the part of the listeners, I guess, or judgment on the part of the listeners because they don't know what the song is. So you have a lot more personal freedom about what you're going to do with the song, how you're going to interpret it, Um, even like as far as making them slower or faster in tempo, changing the vibe, all that kind of stuff. Okay, number three benefit of doing a more esoteric song, Um, they're not going to have any point of comparison to iconic versions, to a Broadway cast recording, to an off-Broadway cast recording. If you're truly doing something maybe that's like very old and so there's not a lot of um, recordings of it, like, I mean, there's a million Gershwin recordings, but some of his shows from the 20s, like nobody does those shows because they're not... um, they're not book shows in the way that like we like to tell stories now, but they have some really fun songs that you could use if you were going to audition for uh, Crazy For You or even um, what's the Cole Porter tune? Anything Goes, you know, from the 1930s. So you might be able to find a, sh- a, a song by Gershwin from the 20s that nobody knows that totally works for all those kinds of 20 shows. Uh, similarly, you might by, might be finding music and songs from composers that are up and coming that are new. And I have a lot of friends that they like to champion the work of new composers. And that's part of what they do is they bring those songs into auditions to help those people get exposure and because they believe in the song and they sing it well and it's right for the show. Um, whatever your, whatever your motivation, if you're doing a brand new song or something that's just really old and unknown, um, the point remains the listeners haven't heard it. They don't, they haven't had a a bunch of different versions running through their head. And maybe that favorite version that was like the recording that they love to listen to. So again, you're, you're just going to have so much more freedom in how you perform your song. Okay. Let's talk about showing them that you're smart. Okay. For this, like I said, you can show you're smart by picking a classic song, but you can also show you're smart by picking an esoteric song. And what you're showing is that you dig into repertoire, you go outside of those lists of normal go-to songs. Um, you're not just doing the latest Broadway hit, right? Like, like Beetlejuice came out and then all the teenage girls wanted to sing Dead Mom. I get it. It's a cool song. I like it. I wanted to sing it. And I'm like 39 years old. Okay. So really inappropriate for me to sing it. Um, (laughs) But it's, it it happens like a new show comes out and everybody wants to sing the latest tune. So you're showing your smarts in that you're not just doing that, right? You're also not just going to the musical theater and singers anthology and picking one of those. No you know, I'm not throwing those under the bus at all. Those are all amazing classic songs and they have all the benefits that I already listed. You're saying I'm digging deeper. I'm going older. I'm going farther into the repertoire. And that's great to show that you're doing that. Okay. Um, let's move on. Number five benefit of choosing an esoteric song or a lesser known song. They're not going to know, um, I said, they're not going to know the song. They're not going to know the vocal challenges of your song. So they're not going to be waiting for that. Like there are songs where I'm like, oh, this is where that one thing happens. And the whole time I'm just waiting to hear how they handle that moment, a riff or a high note or 
It could even be a low note. I'm like, oh, I wonder how they're going to sing. I'm not that girl, right? Going down to the basement. Do they have that E or do they not have that E? Uh, They're not going to know anything about your song. So they're not going to be focused on waiting for those moments. They're just going to be taking in your performance as it comes, right? Like, oh, this is the song that they're sharing with me. Oh, they just did that with their voice. That's really cool. Those are benefits of choosing a lesser known song. Here are the downsides. What I just said about not knowing the context, how those that can be a positive, it can also be a downside. Let me tell you this. When I'm hearing a brand new song, I am not listening to how you're singing it. I'm trying to figure out the song. So I think the first downside of this lesser known song is that it's distracting from what you are doing. I'm hearing the song. I'm listening to, okay, what, what are the lyrics of the song? Okay. What do I think about this? What's going on with this character? What do I think the larger story is? What do they want in this song? Okay. How is the singer doing that? Are they trying to get that? And by the time I figured out what they want, I haven't even really assessed your performance of what you've just been doing for 16 bars. Right. And then I'm also trying to figure out what the melody's doing. What range do I think that's in? What's the form? Oh, is this the climactic moment? Oh no, that's going to be the climactic moment. Ah, okay. So All of that's going on in my head and I'm not listening to you or your interpretation, your choices so much. I'm I'm listening to it. I'm taking it in, but I'm all, my brain is also working to figure out this other stuff to give it context and give myself like a foundation to um, hear the song in. So I think that is probably one of the biggest reasons that I don't often suggest to go with something that's totally unknown. Um, But here are some other ones. Number two, downside or con of doing a lesser known song. They're also not going to know the vocal challenges. Okay. It can be a benefit, right? They're not waiting for the note or the riff. They're not sitting there waiting for that moment, but they also have no point of reference to recognize your triumphs as you navigate those moments. So they might, you might be singing on something and to them, it sounds like, oh, that sounds pretty easy for them. And you're like, I'm belting a C, I'm mixing this C, I'm doing all this work and you don't, it just sounds like, oh, she should be able to do that because she makes it sound so easy right? So we don't have that reference point of knowing what your challenges are. And so we can't say like, oh man, she did a really good job at that. We can still say she sang really beautifully or he sang really beautifully and wow, that note was amazing. Um, But there's a little bit more appreciation for your skill when we know the song more intimately. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Number three downside of doing a lesser known song. And this, this is the one that I, I, is kind of hard to say or mean to say. If you're less familiar with the song, it might mean that the song isn't good. Okay. And here's what I mean by that. As I said, the benefit in the doing the classic songs, songs have to go through a vetting process when they're a part of a show. If you choose to do the song that got cut, because you're like, oh, this is from Little Mermaid, but this is the one that got cut or whatever other song. Well, it got cut for a reason. It didn't add to the story in the right way. 
Um, maybe it was beautiful for that character, but they chose to do it in a, you know, have that moment be a scene or it wasn't as specific as they wanted it to be, whatever it is. It wasn't deemed, um, important enough, not important, but like part of the core of telling the story that they needed it in the show. So they cut it. That's one cut songs can be good. There's always, you know, you can always break the rule, but that's one reason. Um, or if you're picking a song that is like a standalone cabaret song, or it's from a song cycle, those songs don't have the experience of having to be in the context of a show of a character journey. Um, are we really, uh, is, how is the character changing from the beginning to the end? What do they want in this song? Are they getting their objective by the end? All of the analysis that has to go with writing the script and the book and the storyline doesn't have to happen on that song. It might be nice as a standalone song, but it's not going to have all of the other stuff tied into it. Um, so when I'm hearing, let's just pick like Astonishing from Little Women, I know the whole story of what Joe is going through. I know what with the, the emotional journey she's been on and why singing that song is such a big deal for her, right? Or The Fire Within Me, which is an even a bigger growth by the end of the song, right? That's the one in Act Two. Um, and, and knowing that gives that song more weight. Whereas if you come in and sing a cabaret song that might still be about recognizing the power within overcoming the challenges. Like it might have all of that, but I'm not going to know the backstory of that character. I'm only going to know what's in the song itself. And so it doesn't have all the other power that you can kind of draw on. Does that make sense? Um, it also will not have gone through if it's a song cycle or a standalone cabaret song, it's not going to have gone through that vetting process and that revision process to really make it the best song possible. Not that it's not a good song. I'm not saying that. People can write great standalone songs. But there is something especially um, uh, cutthroat, I want to say, about the revision process that songs have to go through to make it to the final Broadway version. And you bet those songs are going to be very high quality. Okay. So your lesser known song might be lesser known for a reason. All of that is what I'm trying to say in that one sentence. Okay. The number four downside of doing a lesser known song, and this is maybe not as important to you, but the accompanist might not be familiar with it. So they might not perform it as well as they would common musical theater repertoire. Now, the accompanist issue is like, there's so many people weighing in. Don't give anything like this to the accompanist. Don't give anything like that, blah, blah, blah. It totally depends what city you're in and it depends on, on what level of theater you're doing because you, there are some situations where you can bring any Jason Robert Brown and Sondheim and it's appropriate and expected that the accompanist knows how to play it and they do, okay? Other times, you're not gonna wanna bring that. So all I'm saying is if you bring a song that, is probably outside of what the common repertoire is, then they're going to also be doing all that stuff that I said in point number one. They're figuring out the song. They're what is What key is this in? What melody is this? What's the form? What's the climactic moment? What's this groove? Yeah, so they're going to have all those challenges of figuring it out as they're playing it. Accompanists are just magicians. 
not musicians. They're also that, but they are magicians. How, how they slash we, cause I do it too. I have moments where I'm playing. I'm like, how am I playing this music that I've never seen before? It's beyond my own understanding. My fingers just start moving sometimes better than other times. But, um, so that's something to think about is, do you want something that the accompanist is familiar with? And you can be the, the um, judge of that in whatever your situation is. Okay. So that's the list, the pros and cons of doing a familiar song versus a lesser known song. I think there's a place for choosing either one. There's always going to be a place for that. Um, there's no right or wrong answer. So what do you do with all this information? Here's what it all boils down to. You must sing a song that you sing and act well and that you feel connected to and makes you feel good when you sing it. That's so important. You need to feel good as you're singing it and feel good about the choice so that your essence that you're giving off is positivity. Even in a sad song, there is a positive essence of you believing and loving the performing of the song, okay? And the song you choose needs to fit the show that you're auditioning for and the character, right? So if it does all those things and it's a well-known song, that's cool. Do the song. If it's right for it and it's right for you and you sing and act the crap out of it and you love it and it makes you feel like you're you know, soaring on eagle's wings when you do it, then do it. If it is an esoteric song that nobody's heard of and you're like, this song, I believe in this song and it makes me feel so good and it goes through that emotional moment that Joe is going through and it's just, just like the fire within me, blah, blah, blah. Then do that song. It's up to you. You have to choose, okay? I never choose the songs for my clients or for my students. The choice must be yours, like the coach's job, my job is to present options to help you find the songs that are appropriate for you, appropriate for the show. And, and hopefully, you, you know, I kind of get a sense of like what turns people on, like, oh, they like these kinds of songs. And so I help bring options to them, to you. But you have to be the one that makes the choice because you're the one that's on the line, on the line. You've got to rehearse it. You've got to present it. You need to perform it. You need to live in it. You have to memorize it and you have to be able to stand behind your choice. So make it, make sure it's one that you do well, you sing it, you act it well, and you feel connected to it and you love it. And it's a good fit for the show. If you need help finding those songs, call me up. Let's work together. You can go on my website, koriyamaoka.com fill out my booking inquiry form and let's start a conversation about setting up a time to work together. I, one of my greatest joys in the world is helping people find songs. Okay. Now there's no magical song that is right or wrong. There's no perfect song. You're not going to have a perfect audition book. Your audition book's always going to be in flux. Okay. You might end up using three songs all the time, even though like my thing is I recommend these 10 different categories, right? That's to cover every single genre that you might come up against. Whatever the version of the audition book you have, it better have songs that you love to sing and hopefully a diverse array of music options. So I love doing that and I would love to help you with it. Visit my website if you're looking for a coach. Um, you can do one session, you can do multiple sessions, whatever you want, we can do it. Um, or 
be listening to music and be thinking about these pros and cons and do that work on your own. And don't be afraid of saying, oh, I thought it was going to be this song and it's not. It's not the one that I really love to do. Or this song is lesser known and I love it so much and I thought that was the one I wanted, but you know what? I actually really like, what's an example? Maybe this time. I actually really love this, the journey that Sally is on in that moment and her moment before um, having just come from getting an abortion. Not that you love that moment before, but that it's so heartbreaking, right? That she, you know, decides to not carry that child to term and she's living in this, you know, her head is in the sand that the world is going to keep going on just like it was. And, and we see the rise of the, you know, Nazi regime happening all around her and, Oh, what that does. Oh, but it's maybe this time. Everybody does that song. That's such a popular overdone song. Yeah, but it's not done by you. They haven't heard you do it. You haven't expressed your version of that. That's why I don't, this will be the last thing I say, guys. That's why I don't totally believe in the do not sing lists. I mean, if you're auditioning for a college and they say, do not sing these songs, follow instructions by all means. But as far as having do not sing lists, there's things floating around amongst music, you know, um, accompanists, musical theater accompanists. There's ideas that teachers have. Oh, don't do that. It really all comes down to how you sing it and what kind of an actor you are. Um, I had a student was auditioning for college and her two songs were both very overdone songs and she knew it. But she chose them anyway. The songs were If I Loved You and Life of the Party from Lippa's uh, Wild Party. So overdone, but perfectly chosen contrasting pieces. Those songs are very contrasting in style. She sang the crap out of both of them and she totally believed in them. She loved them and they were appropriate for her as an actor and as a singer. And yeah she had no problem getting into college. She had a ton of options for where she wanted to go. They didn't say like, oh, you sang these songs that are on the do not sing list. No, she sang songs that are well-written, vetted, popular songs that showcase the voice and have interesting characters. That's what a well-known song is. Okay. Now I'm really just on my soapbox. Okay. I love you all. If you want to work together, visit my website, koriyamaoka.com. If you have a question about your repertoire, send me an email, hello at koriyamaoka.com. And I can pop it in a, a podcast episode. Um, and I would love to do that. What song, you know, what category should this song be in? Or is this a, a grid song or a bad song for such and such show? All that kind of stuff. Send me an email. I might not be able to fully give you like a free coaching via email, but I can put it in an episode and share that with everybody so that we can all learn from your question. Okay. Love you all. Mean it. I will see you next time on Studying the Song. Bye.